This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into our, well, I guess good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when you're listening, but welcome into another episode of Hack Underground. I am your host, John K, and today I am joined by the new head of the Hack, or, well, the, she'll have to, inter, you know, tell us what she's the actual head of, but we're here with the head of the department, Christine Olding. Hello, Christine. How's it going? Our Professor Olding, Hi, you know. John. I am doing well. I know you asked me how, how it's going, but it's going great. Um, how are you doing this beautiful Friday morning? Well, it's it's pretty gray outside, so I wouldn't call it beautiful, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> That's fair. So you're in your first year of being the head of the Humanities and Arts Department, correct? Or Humanities and Communications. Yep, Humanities and Communications. Yep, I transitioned into the chair position in like the end of May, beginning of June of this year. And that's, that's a tall task. I mean, you went from just being, you know, a professor advisor, like a lot of professors are on campus to now having that added role. And that's a big, obviously that's a big role to have. You're in charge of a lot of people as a head. So what does being the head of a department kind of entail? So being the head of the department entails, a lot of things, actually. So it kind of ranges from me making sure that our departmental budget is balanced to me working with incoming students to recruitment, um, teaching, as well as helping the faculty and staff within HACC to make sure that everything is going smoothly. So I'm kind of like the go-to person for the department and making sure that everything kind of goes smooth and there are no hiccups in our semesters. And obviously in a semester where there's a lot of change with like, as it's been, you know, well documented. And if you, you have to be like living under a rock, not to know about COVID at this point, but (laughs) that is true. It's probably, it's, it's been an interesting first year because there's so many extra hurdles. I feel like that you've had to jump over having to deal with that with, you know, hybrid classes and just having, you know, having to have smaller class sizes because of social distancing and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's been a little chaotic, I won't lie. But what I will say is that it's been kind of, and this is going to sound weird, but it's been kind of nice for me, actually, um, to kind of start being chair during a pandemic, um, which I know sounds crazy, but it's because of the fact that it has really allowed me to go in full force and see what the trying community really is and what it has to offer. And it's allowed me to kind of see how amazing our students and how amazing our staff and how amazing our faculty are. So even though being chair during a pandemic is very stressful, it's also been really cool for me to kind of see everybody come together to support each other and work together to get through this very bizarre thing that none of us have encountered before. 
And I guess it's almost a positive also that trial by fire type of, I guess, entrance where you have to go through so much and learn stuff so quickly. And I mean, like you said, it's kind of perfect because it allows you to get a much deeper insight into everything that goes on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at first it was a little overwhelming, but especially since I've been back on campus, it's been kind of, like I said before, it's been kind of nice, like the trial by fire, like you said, and just kind of getting everything squared away and situated to make sure that next semester and the semesters after where we're still going to be dealing with this are going to be going smoother, right? Like just listening to students, listening to faculty, seeing what the issues are, seeing how I can support, seeing how higher administration can support, like all of those things have been in a weird way nice for me to be thrown into because it just makes me do it, right? There's no second guessing. And it makes you feel like you can be prepared for anything that hit Like if you can make it through a pandemic, like shoot, you can make it through anything it feels like at this point, I'm assuming. No, absolutely. And I think that goes, that is really the case for anybody at this point, I think. I think that's the case for myself as chair, but I also think that's the case for you all as students. I mean, you all are working under extreme pressure, under extreme circumstances, and you are making it work as well. And so I think that that, again, is kind of a, a trial and tribute to the trying community as a whole, that we are kind of working together to make sure that we get through this. And we do. I mean, it's, I can't, can confirm as a student, it is, it is difficult having to, I mean, some classes I was preparing for them to be in person. Like I had a class with you, for instance, this semester mm -hmm. that was supposed to be in person, but because you're high risk, you have pretty much been locked in your office all semester. And I had to kind of switch mentalities to have to deal with like an online more high, well, yeah, hybrid slash more online class, which I'm guessing is like a tough transition for professors too, going from, oh yeah, we're going to be in person to, I probably shouldn't be in person. Yeah, no, definitely. It has been, at first it was a tough transition. So for the listeners who do not know John, I am high risk, like John said. Um, I'm high risk because I actually, before COVID was a thing, had a viral lung infection that caused me to have um, asthma after, like pretty severe asthma. And so I am locked in my office when I am on campus, and it was an adjustment. But I also think at least my attitude and kind of mentality towards all of it is I am doing what I can with the knowledge that I have and trying to make it as smooth for myself and as for as smooth as my students as possible. So yes, I so wish I was in person. I thrive um, teaching in person, as you know, but at the end of the day, my main focus is the safety of the students and the safety of myself. And so if that means that we have to go online for a little bit, um, and by we, I mean, if that means I have to go online and you because you're in my classes, then that's what it has to be. I mean, it's unfortunate, but we're making it work. Um, we're making it the best that we can. I think COVID has kind of taught everybody that you have to kind of just take things in stride and be as flexible as possible. Yeah, you have to be and you have to be thankful for like what you have when you do have it, because I 
I will say like the online classes, especially the really early morning ones, when you can just lay in your bed on Zoom and stuff and have your camera turned off, it is so tempting to just fall asleep in the middle of class. <laughs> Which, I mean, I get. And honestly, if I was a student, I would be the same way. But it's also like one of those things where I kind of view this, and I was actually talking about this yesterday with one of your fellow peers, that it's like, you know, if you want to go that route, you can. Um, and I think that it's nice in a way to kind of have the option of being able to relax in your own space, because whether you are taking COVID in stride or whether or not you are constantly anxious, it doesn't matter because just living in this kind of world right now is exhausting, right? And so I think that, like you said, like, even if you're just laying in your bed on Zoom for class, like, at least you're still in class and you're still in a place where you can kind of relax and make yourself feel a little less upset by everything that's happening, you know? Like, that's just the way it is at this point, if yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, more about being in, like, a in your comfort zone and, you know, in a time where there's not many places to be comfortable. I mean, you can't go out. I feel like there's a lot of people that don't go out in public because it's, it's not as comfortable as it used to be just to go out and walk around. And whether that's because of having to wear a mask or, you know, the fear of catching COVID, I mean, it just being in your safe, I guess I'm going to, you know, air quotes, safe space as much like at times when you can, it's, it's helpful, but I just, yeah, I think, I was a fan of Zoom like last spring, so I was like, oh, sweet, I can stay up till like four in the morning and then take like a two hour nap and wake up for Zoom. But now it's like, uh, I actually have to go to bed so I can wake up for Zoom because I have Zoom and then I also have like real classes I have to attend. Yeah, which I can get like how that would be exhausting because you're right at first. And even for me at first when the pandemic first started and I was working from home, I was like, oh, this is wonderful. I can sit at home, like I can hang out with my dog, like this is great. But then after a while, it just becomes exhausting, just like it would a, a normal work day or a normal school day. And then you also have the added exhaustion of it being in the middle of a pandemic and you having to worry about contracting this virus, right? Or worrying about other people in your life contracting it and worrying if you have a mask and worrying if you've touched your face and you have all of these added worries. So it's almost more exhausting, even if you are in your comfort zone, which is kind of like a double edged sword. And do you have any tips for, cause you've, you've, like you said, being high risk that you've been forced more into staying in your office and staying home. Do you have any tips? Like, have you found anything through all this that really helps you get get through it, I guess. Yeah, I think for me, the thing that helps me get through it the most is just interacting with the people in my life that I care about. So it's been really challenging for me because my family lives in a different state. Um, so does my partner. He lives in a different state as well. And so I haven't been able to see my family or him um, very often since the pandemic started. And so something that's kind of really helped me has just been a it has been me interacting with them, um, getting creative on things that we do, whether that be like virtually watching something together 
or having like I have virtual sessions, like virtual hangout sessions with my family. Um, and then also I have been finding myself actually throwing myself into my own work and kind of planning courses for next semester. So kind of looking forward to things and keeping myself busy um, has been the most important thing. So it's kind of like I'm forcing myself to maintain those connections and also making sure that I'm doing things that I enjoy so that I don't fall into kind of a funk, right? And so those two things have been the most important aspects of kind of me being forced into a COVID bubble because of my asthma. So you talked a little bit about like planning out courses for next semester. Do you have any, I guess, insider info for what next semester might look like here on campus? Yeah. So for as of right right now, what I know is that we're going to try to do it as normal as possible. Um, We are trying, we are looking at trying to make it so that classes are not hybrid, that they're traditional face-to-face. That is our goal. That is our hope. Uh, People like myself who do have pre-existing conditions that make them at higher risk are most likely still going to be teaching online, which is a bummer. But that means that students will still have, might have a couple classes online if you are, like John, for instance, I know you have a class with me next semester, but that the remainder of your classes will hopefully be traditional face-to-face, which will be awesome and allow people to kind of get back into some semblance of reality and normalcy. And then also with all the sporting events that are coming back with the MIAA deciding to play all of the sports next, next, you know, spring, Mm -hmm. it should be, it should be a good, it'll be, it'll be nice to get back to normal. That's what I feel like everybody's wanted is that just sense of normalcy. And I don't think people care at this point what normal is like if it's just sports coming back into our living rooms and lives or if it's being able to go to a majority of face-to-face classes people are just looking for that sense of normalcy right now oh yeah absolutely and i think that as we continue to learn and gather more information about this kind of virus i think that the more and more back to normal we'll be able to go and i mean even next semester with sports kind of coming back, they're still going to be taking precautions, even in face-to-face classes, we're still going to be taking precautions. But like you said, it's that little step towards normalcy that all of us have kind of been longing for since last March. Which seems like a, a lifetime ago at this point. It doesn't even feel like it's three quarters of a year or whatever it is. I know. It just, it, I know. It feels it's like crazy. so much longer. It does. It feels like it's been... It feels like another lifetime ago, and in some ways it has been, right? Like, so much has happened in such a short period of time. And I think for all of us, it's hard for us to remember a time before masks and social distancing and an absurd amount of hand sanitizer use. Yeah, I, uh, the day I don't have to wear a mask somewhere is going to be probably one of the best days of my life. It'll be at least in the top ten up to right? this point. No, I feel the same way. Like, I can't wait to not wear a mask anymore. But you know what? We're going to have to do our duty until that day comes. So that day can come. So at least that's what I always tell myself. The days where I'm like, oh, I don't want to put this mask on. It's like, well, I'm not going to have to do this forever. Might as well keep doing it until, you know, things get better. Yeah, just do your do your little part. Because if enough of us do our little parts, then hopefully it'll all add up to something good. Yeah, 
absolutely. Absolutely, John. I think I think it definitely will. All right. Do you have any parting words of wisdom as we close this semester out just before we get out of here? Yeah, I think that my parting words of wisdom are make sure to take care of yourself, both mentally and physically. Make sure that you are doing all things that you can do to make sure that you are safe and those around you are safe, but also make sure that you are allowing yourself to take days of rest when you need them. Like it's okay to do that. Like, like we care Wednesday. Yes. Like we care Wednesday. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much. Big shout out to professor Christine Olding, Dr. Olding, uh, head of the department. Dr. Yeah, no, Professor thank, Olding. Yeah, no, thank you, John, so much for having me on. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, and I'm so excited to be able to talk with you about COVID and talk with you about kind of my life now as chair of Hack. So thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I, I appreciate you carving some time out of your extremely busy schedule. I know I, funny, funny story for all the listeners out there. I emailed Christine, who is very good about emailing you back. I emailed her in the middle of the week, a couple weeks ago, and she didn't respond to me till like a week later because she was so busy. So kind of gives you a glimpse into how busy that job can be when it's advising week also and just all the craziness that's been going on yeah no absolutely this is a nice this has been a nice break for me john so thank you so much well thank you um make sure to tune in next week we have another obviously every podcast right now is special but we got another special one planned out next week keep the guests a surprise for now and you guys will just have to tune in to find out have a good weekend Listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.